This month, Streaming Things is brought to you by Chester Copperpot, Jillian Morgan, Aaron Layton, Ghost, Andrew Gray, Casey McCain, Crystal Trujillo, Emmy, Jeanette Murphy, Enza, Jen Robinson, John Collins, Kalisha Reeves, Kate, Kiki Newton, Stanton, and Valerie. Welcome back. My name is Steve and this is Streaming Things. And uh, if that was as weird to hear as it was to say, uh, you'll probably know that's because Chris and Andy aren't here. It, it's just it's just little old me today. Chris, unfortunately, is feeling a little under the weather, so he couldn't come. And Andy was set to come over here and we were going to do our coverage of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets today. But literally right at the last second, he had... Some uh, plumbing issues happen at his house, and so he's stuck at his home waiting for a repairman because he currently can't use water. So it was a little bit of a last-minute kerfuffle that stopped us from being able to do the Harry Potter episode. But fear not, because you still are going to have an entertaining episode today. So we're not talking about Harry Potter today. I'm so sorry. We will do that sometime later this week. It might be after Thanksgiving when we're able to get back together, the three of us. But I do have a special guest with me today. Um, you all probably know him as uh, a name you hear at the beginning of the show. One of the big Patreon sponsors. He goes by Ghost. Uh, and here he is. It's, it's Ghost. How are you doing, man? Hey, Steve. I'm doing great. Uh, so people might not know this, but um, you've been a patron for a while, but you're also a moderator on our Discord. Yeah, yeah. Moderator is part of the small council. The small council. Yeah, that's what we call the moderators is uh, a very small council. (laughs) Yeah, you guys do such a great job. See, So there's you, there's Jordan-esque, there's Enza, there's uh, Will, there's Jen. Um, Am I forgetting anybody? No, that's us. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you guys and you guys really do a great job of helping... um, uh, Chris, Andy, and I kind of manage the Discord chat where, you know, it is popping off down there. You know, you if, if you have access to the if to the Discord, I know there are some people who are patrons who have access to the Discord and they have not yet gone on to the Discord and been a part of the fun. You got to get on there. It's a lot of fun. I totally agree. I mean, we have all these different channels that we've set up, uh, movies, music, uh, we have semi-controlled chaos, you know, that's our <laughs> little bit of everything, you know, there's, there's a little something on there for everyone. Really yeah. great. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, um, if I can be just a little sentimental and sappy right at the top of the show, um, Thanksgiving's coming up. This episode's going to be dropping on Monday, a couple days before Thanksgiving. And so with that in mind, um, I really do want to thank, uh, you, all the moderators uh, and really everybody that's on discord and anybody who listens, the, the streaming things, family, the stream fiends, as it were um, for making this year a, a really good one for me. Um, I, I, you know, I don't talk about it too often, but um, I, I've, I've been going through some divorce stuff this, these past couple years and it's been very, very hard for me and really this show and all of you, really kind of came into my life at the perfect time and it really helped a lot. And I just, you know, 
in the in the in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I just really want to make sure that all of you, I'm I'm so thankful for everybody who's really kind of reached out and been a part of the show and interacted with us and even moderated for us and somehow hop on the show and managed to uh be on the microphones with me like a ghost here. Yeah, I mean, Steve, thank you though. Thank all three of you, you know, Chris and Andy, because I mean, we're all patrons, listeners, because the show's great. I for each and every one of us, we've all kind of shared little different stories about how streaming things came into our lives. And uh it's just, you know, where you're listening to it on a commute, you know, to work, you're listening to it after work while you're exercising. It's just one of those things that um we all found it in various ways and um you know it's enriched our lives. So thank you. Oh man, it's that's so cool to hear. Like one of my favorite things about this show in its current form is just the community that sort of sprung up around it. And you know, so much of that is because there's been some really, really incredible people who thankfully listen to us and engage with with everyone else. And just I mean, even when uh Chris Andy and I aren't super like because we are, we're busy, Chris has a, some kids and I, you know, I, my work takes me away a lot, but even just like peeping in on the discord to make sure everyone's behaving and being okay. Like just kind of seeing you guys interact and just the community that's being built. Oh, it warms the cockles of my heart. It just, <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. It, it really is a community. You know, everyone has different voices. Uh, we all contribute in different ways on the discord, you know, it's just, there's so many just random topics that we'll be talking about. And, um, you know, it's just a, it's a really cool place for, uh, you know, people literally all over the world, you know, come and, you know, discuss our favorite topics. You know, we, we love movies, we love music and, uh, you know, it's a really cool place to share things. Absolutely. And sometimes you get to witness a really good gift battle, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> which is always fun um but if, yeah, you're, if, if you're jordan killed me <laughs> she did she definitely won that she one won. She, won. she brought up the john wick and i was like i can't compete you can't you, when someone brings out a john wick there's no going back no going back but <laughs> not at all not at all but if you are just uh sort of joining us and you're wondering well you're not covering harry potter what is the plan what are we doing today well uh, i kind of put out a very last minute well actually you and jordan technically on the discord put out a very last minute call for questions um to ask myself um a very kind of steve specific after hours as it were which if you're not familiar with after hours it is the show where we kind of talk about not just movies and tv it can be about life it can be about just music and it could be about anything. It's after hours. We don't have to talk about stranger things. We don't have to talk about hot D. We don't have to talk about Harry Potter. We're talking about the real stuff, baby life relationships, passions, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we, so what we're going to do is uh ghost here has a list of all the questions that were sent in and he's going to prompt me with them. And we're going to have a little conversation based off each one for a little bit. Uh, that way you guys have at least something to listen to streaming things related to this week. Uh, and hopefully Chris and Andy can come back sooner rather than later. We can get back into the Harry Potter coverage uh, right before the holiday. But uh, so ghost with that, Let's kind of dive in. What is, what are the first, what's the first question you got? All right. So Steve, the very first question we have is from Jordan Esk and Jordan Esk. How did you meet Andy and Chris? What's the origin story? 
<laughs> well, the the origin story, I think we've we've talked about it before, but I'll briefly kind of go over it again. Um, so I knew Andy from college. Um, I went to Northern Kentucky University. I was part of the electronic media and broadcasting program there, which is like their version of it's like a big umbrella for film students and TV and newscasters. They all kind of fit in that program if you go to that school. And I ran a program called the Norse Film Society, which was meant to have students who were passionate about making movies and film kind of get together and meet the like minded students and sort of network together. That way, if you're like, oh, man, I've got this project I'm working on, but I need uh, an audio person. Well, hopefully someone in the who is an audio person is in NFS and you guys can connect and, you know, you make your your uh, project better. And Andy joined the Norse Film Society. And so that's how I met Andy. And the funny thing about Andy was Andy was not even in the film program. Um, he was an English major. So he, okay. he, so his, all of his classes weren't even in our building. They were like on the opposite side of campus. Um, and obviously, as you guys know, from listening to the show, Andy is a huge film buff. He loves writing scripts and movies. And so when he found out that there was a, uh, a group on campus like uh, what Nor uh, Norse Film Society was, he immediately joined it. And I was, um, we both were non-traditional students. I think when I went back to college, I was 26. And so I think by the time Andy joined, I was probably 27 or 28. And so, and he was, he's, Andy's the same age as I am. And when you meet a non-traditional student in college and like, you're like, oh, you're not seven or eight years younger than me. Hey, buddy, <laughs> let's be friends. Uh, so we immediately became friends and he made a really, really awesome movie. We had a, a horror film ch challenge where we called it the horror roulette, where there were there were six teams making six different movies. And the idea was because it's a roulette, right? So there's six movies like a chamber of a gun. And the right. horror roulette was throughout the month of October, these teens would go out and make horror films and they would all be tangentially related to each other, sort of like the MCU. So in one movie, there might be you might hear a newscaster in the background talk about something that's happening in a completely different movie. They like they were all meant to happen on the same night. Right. That's really cool. Um, now, the, now the, now the, the end product of that initial, cause that was the first time we ever did it that year. Uh, they still do it this year, um, to this day, but the, that was the first year. And like, I think like three teams dropped out. So like there, it didn't really quite, they didn't, nothing really quite came together like we thought, but, um, Andy, the vision was too grand. Yeah, the, it honestly was. You get a bunch of college kids and it's like herding cats sometimes. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, but Andy actually made his movie. Uh, it's called Fitness Freak. Um, it was a it's about uh, a guy who works at a gym who kills people and then puts them in his protein shakes. Oh, and, and Chris acted in that movie. He was one of the victims of the fitness freak. And we did like a big um, screening. Uh, there was a, there was a completely separate thing. We, I, I did at NKU called the Oink Film Festival. It was like the Ohio Independent something. I don't know. But it was a film festival for local films. And I told like Andy submitted that to that. And that is actually where I met Chris for the first time because Chris showed up to support Andy. And I kind of I remember shaking Chris's hand and being like, hey, good job acting in that movie. And he was like, oh, thanks, bud. And then we I didn't see him again for. Oh gosh, maybe like like six months or so. Because then Andy and Chris made a different movie on their own 
that Andy asked me to help out with making. So when I went to show up on that set, that's where I really met Chris because he was acting and he helped write with Andy and Andy was directing it, but also Chris was. And that is where the famous story of Chris being naked with a crown Royal jacket around his nuts. Like that's really the first time I met Chris. <laughs> so does, does this uh, film still exist? Like it, like um, I, I'm thinking, you know, this would be a perfect discord watch along. <laughs> <laughs> so I, a couple episodes, Chris and I talked about maybe showing some of our yeah. own films yeah. to critique and kind of show how bad they are. I don't know if Chris would be okay with showing Kinsey. <laughs> Um, cause he's, he's not super happy with how it turned out. And also he's naked in it. So. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Um, cause it, it was like a movie about like sex and how that, you know, sex and relationships work. Um, uh-huh. so that is a big part of it. I just remember Andy didn't tell me what the script was for this movie at all. He was like, Hey man, can you come help me out with this video we're making? I'm like, sure. And three hours later, I'm sitting. What kind of movie is this? Yeah, three hours later, I'm sitting like by a bed, holding a follow focus for the DP, while simulated sex is literally happening right behind my head. <laughs> and I was just like, "What a charmed life I lead! This is wonderful." <laughs> but it's That's honestly, awesome. when Chris walking around with because if listeners, if you ever have. I don't know. I, we've told this story before, but for those of you who maybe haven't, if like the little drawstring velvety purse that you put like a crown Royal bottle in, um, Chris ordered, they ordered a, I, I don't know if there's a better word for it, but a cock sock basically, which is yeah. so that it, in, in sex scenes, you don't have the actual physical touch between the male actor and the female actor. But, but that did not come into the mail in time for <laughs> the shoot. So they improvise and just found those blue velvety purses. And he just wrapped his junk up in that purse <laughs> and kept walking around set, asking people if, if they would like a shot of crown Royal. And it was honestly one of my favorite <laughs> interactions with someone ever. I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> you're like i like this guy yeah who knew like a year later he would reach out and be like hey you want to do a podcast with me <laughs> <laughs> who are you again crown royal oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that is that is the the long-winded answer to how uh we all met that is awesome though all right so uh she has a follow-up question completely switching gears though uh, this question is, what is your favorite Star Wars movie and TV show? Oh, Jordan, 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 Jordan. You, <laughs> well, TV show with a mile, it's Andor, right? That is the correct answer. Yes, you've yes. been watching that as well. Isn't it so good? Andor, I mean, I remember when we watched that first episode, it wasn't what I expected. I was expecting uh, Mandalorian type show mm-hmm. so i saw it i liked it but i was like oh that was different that wasn't what i expected it was uh this darker uh drama mm-hmm. really and so you know after following along with the rest of the story it's just it's so deep and uh so many storylines interwoven just very much unlike any other kind of star wars and uh yeah I mean, the acting too, they just have these phenomenal actors in it. It's just, it's so surprising that it's not 
more popular than it is because it's so freaking good. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And like you mentioned, I think this show has the best acting that has ever been in a Star Wars period. Like it's not even close. Oh, by a, yeah. Oh yeah. Not <laughs> even close. I, and that's the thing that's I mean, it, compared to any other Star Wars. It's got great acting. <laughs> yeah. Like even compared to like other shows that aren't Star Wars, it's got great acting, you know, it, it's just oh yeah. like there have been a couple like monologues from like Stellan Skarsgård or like a Forrest Whitaker where yeah. you're just like just glued to the screen when they're talking. And then even um, I, I, I wish I had the actress's name, but she plays Malva. She's Aunt Petunia in Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, she's in my time of it. She is wonderful. Um, just the, the, the scenes she's in are, are so heartbreaking. And then um, Genevieve O'Reilly, who plays uh, Mon Mothma, is just weaving like a really great thread with how she's because she's, you know, there's a there's a lot of double speak in the show because it's about a grudging or um, a growing alliance of people who are taking a stand against the Empire. And so they're being very careful because they don't want to out themselves as being rebels. So there's a lot of like, oh, I'm acting this way so that the Empire doesn't really suspect me for being evil or not evil, but like against them. And then as soon as, you know, something happens that like a something t- turns and they're like, okay, now this is the plan. And there's a lot of that going on. And there's a lot of double subtext and scenes and it's just so good. Like really, like if you have not given it a shot, at least watch the first three episodes. If you're not all in on the show by the end of episode three, yeah, you can bounce out. You know, there are no Jedi. This is very much like a very macro level. Like if there was an empire controlling a galaxy, this is how it would affect normal people just trying to live their lives. And to me, that's the most fascinating Star Wars story that's been told maybe ever. Um, Well, that's good sci-fi in general, mm -hmm. because anytime you have any kind of science fiction show movie, when it's super outlandish and it uh, like every, the backdrop, you know, is all very extraterrestrial and everything. It, it takes you out of the story, but this one is so story driven that all that background stuff, robots, aliens, it, it's not drawing your attention. Like you're in space, you're uh, elsewhere. It's like, you're following the story that that's, what's driving it, which is what's so good in comparison to so many other star Wars things, you know, with those, it's all about the spectacle. Mm-hmm. This is story. Yeah. But there is a spectacle, you know, there, there's that, uh, uh, the heist, you know, that it, most beautiful shot I've seen on a TV show. So it's got a little bit of everything. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like you said, like if you, if you like star Wars for the spectacle, the show might not be for you, but yeah. you definitely should at least, uh, give it a try because it really is doing something special and Star Wars kind of like Marvel movies, you know, Star Wars is such a big giant world. It allows you to have a wide variety of different types of stories to tell. You can have these very grounded based uh, stories like Andor, and then you can also have um, sillier big blockbusters like a, like a Clone Wars or a, or just the regular movies that you see, you know, I, I wish they would do more 
variety and types of stories they would tell in Star Wars. Like do a Tag and Bink show. I would love that. I don't know if you're familiar with Tag and Bink, but um, no. Tag and Bink was a, a series of Star Wars comics where it was from the point of view of just two kind of dumb guys that kind of force gump their way through like very famous <laughs> sections of Star oh, Wars. It, and it sounds- what was that? That sounds awesome. Oh, I it is. Yeah. One of my favorite things from the comic, you know, in Return of the Jedi, when um, Luke and Darth Vader go to the throne room and Emperor Palpatine's up there and he's got like the yeah. red royal guards that are kind of at the door yeah, yeah, and Empire Palpatine's like, leave us. And then the two guards just kind of like walk separately and then go behind the elevator. <laughs> so in the comics, Tag and Bink have somehow got themselves into that position where they're the guards. So you get to see from their perspective where they go behind the elevator and they're like, wait, this is just a big circle. What do we do? I don't know. Just, I guess we just stand back here. And they're like, well, it's so funny and cute. Not to go on another tangent, but uh, have you ever seen Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead? No, I have not. Uh, it's, it's just like that. So you're familiar with the story Hamlet? Yeah. So there's characters, uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. So this movie is Gary Oldman is one of them. I can't, uh, Tim Roth is the other guy. Oh, so yeah. good actors. It, but the whole thing is their perspective in the story of Hamlet is completely different than, you know, the version you get in Hamlet. Right. But it's just like that. These two guys, you know, they just weave in and out of the story and it's completely bizarre. It's a great movie. I would recommend it. I'm going to have to check that out. That sounds awesome. I love that kind of stuff. Um, As far as, as far as favorite star Wars movie, I hate to be like a basic bitch and just go with star Wars empire strikes back, but that is legit. My favorite star Wars movie. Um, Rogue one is a close second. Um, I don't know. I just, I, that movie sort of changed the way how I thought of uh, movies being, it kind of opened my eyes up to like the third act structure where like, Oh, the, the villains can win at the end of a movie. Oh, wow. That was like the first time that ever happened that I was ever kind of introduced to that concept. And to me, that's, that's uh, always why I've always really loved, loved it. What about you? What's your favorite movie? Um, yeah, I, I I'm in a similar boat. Uh, it's really tied between, um, empire strikes back and rogue one. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I I saw the movies in the theaters, you know, I was one of those 80s kids that was just old enough where, you know, when the toys came out, the action figures, you know, that was, I, I was that target audience. So I remember oh, um, seeing them in the theaters and everything, but uh, perspective wise, I mean, at when I was a kid, Return of the Jedi, that was it. You know, that was like the best. It's like, I can't believe they pulled it off. You know, it's all done. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, getting older, definitely uh, looking back on it. Empire Strikes Back, it's just so, yeah, like you said, it's just a different type of storytelling. You know, it ends on this super dark note where it's like, you know, oh, the Empire, they're, they're winning. That's not how things happen. Yeah, they so, they struck back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. <laughs> and it's just interesting too, because the that movie opens up with well, 
fairly early on in the first act is it's that's where the big space battle is with the ATAT yeah. walkers and the snow speeders and everything. And then the rest of the movie, you know, there's action in it, but like not quite like that at that level, but it's still, you know, it's, it's a personal story where like, Oh, they got to escape the empire. So it's even, it's a little bit more kind of, you're, you're, um, you're in, you're in the action a lot more because you don't want these characters that you love to get caught by the empire. Uh, but it seems more dangerous in a weird way than the Death Star potentially blowing them them up in episode four, which is weird to think about that. Oh, here's a big, you know, space station that can blow up a planet with one shot. But I'm more scared and worried about our heroes that they might just get caught at the end of this movie. It's 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 brilliant. That's why I love Empire. Yeah, I mean, uh, Darth Vader is such the boogeyman. You know, like he's just, he's just chasing you, chasing you, chasing you. And and so that that's, especially for that movie at the end, when he's talking to Luke and he's like, I'm your father, you know, it's that extra level of, no, you're the boogeyman. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) That's impossible. (laughs) Uh, So what's our next question we got? All right. So, uh, next question, you pretty much answered it. It was about the, well, um, you touched on, you know, you met Chris and Andy, but how did the podcast begin? And what's your, uh, what's your part of that origin? So, um, really the podcast began, what year was that? 2017? It was, it was shortly before season two of stranger things came out. Um, but Chris, I think, I think Chris specifically, like Chris and Andy really wanted to make a stranger things podcast. Um, but at the time, and at the time they were, they had a podcast called Ida Gaff, um, which was kind of them talking about, you know, similar to what we do with after hours, but like specifically like random topics, like they would talk about like conspiracy theories and, uh, yeah, yeah. movies and all, wh- whatever topic they were interested in. And they usually had like a rotating third guest. Um, but I, th- they were kind of at a point where they were sort of slowing that down. Um, cause it, there was a blog component to it as well. And they would write blog posts for Ida Gaff and everything, but they were kind of slowing down. Cause they, I, I you'd have to ask them s- specifically why I get the impression that, um, it wasn't doing well, like they thought and they wanted to try something new. So they, they really wanted to kind of, uh, focus on covering a show that was popular. So they were like, Oh, we don't think there's a big stranger Things show. So maybe we should do that. And just because of my relationship with Andy, Andy knew that I had worked on a b- bunch of podcasts, like stranger things, I think is, or streaming things, excuse me. Streaming things <laughs> is my fifth podcast that I've done. Um, None of the other ones are available online anymore. So if you want to go find them, they're not there. (laughs) They're not there. So the first podcast I ever did was in 2011 or 2012. I was pretty early on on the podcast scene. I did. Let me toot my own horn on that one. Uh, But it was with my buddy, Phil, that I talk about all the time. We had a, a video game podcast called bonus activated where we talked about video games. Um, and then I've, I was a part of three separate pro wrestling podcasts with other people that were like, Hey, do you do podcasts? I'm going to talk about pro wrestling with you. Like, okay. Uh, <laughs> there was WrestleFest, K-Fabulous Wrestling Radio and Smarky Marks. Those were the three wrestling podcasts that I was on. 
And then finally, I was on another video game podcast called Pixel Hunks that uh, was with a friend of mine named Sam that we've talked about a little bit on the show. But so Annie knew that I'd like done this a lot and I kind of had some equipment and knowledge and of what to do and how to do RSS feeds and that kind of thing. So he actually, I think it was Chris reached out to me through Andy to say, Hey man, heard you did podcasts. We're thinking about doing the stranger things show. Do you watch stranger things? And I was like, yeah, of course I love it. And so we ended up getting together at, um, Chris's old house and we had, um, a Tascam recorder and they had their own mics that they used. So like the, if you listen to our earlier episodes, it's a way different sound. It's, uh, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can, you can tell we didn't have super great equipment or a very appropriate recording space to do it in. Um, but we started, you know, you got to start somewhere and, you know, luckily, cause again, at this point I've only met Chris twice up until that point. I had only met him briefly at the screening and, uh, I saw his dick the next time I saw him. So, <laughs> but I'd only known him. I didn't know him that well. And I, so I, but I knew Andy enough and luckily when we started recording, I, I think that the three of us have really good chemistry together and probably the best chemistry on any show that I've had with anybody. And it was just a lot of fun to watch a show and then geek out about it with them immediately after and come up with jokes. And, you know, the show has been kind of, the, the show has kind of had hiatuses throughout the years because of, you know, personal stuff that's happened in our lives. But luckily a couple years ago, I made a, a significant investment in new equipment to make us sound a little more professional. And, you know, and, you know, here we are, you know, now we have patrons and discords and people that talk to us and famous people come on the show every once in a blue moon. Um, so it's been a really wild ride and it, it would not have happened if Chris didn't call me randomly and just, Hey, said, Hey, do you watch stranger things? You want to be in a podcast? <laughs> you know, that's really incredible because, uh, I, you know, after I started listening to you guys, you know, listen to the most current episodes and then it's like, Oh, Hey, there's old ones. Let me go back to listen to those. And, um, and listening to that first episode. Yeah. You guys had the chemistry right there. And <laughs> it, it's just surprising to hear that. Like you, the three of you weren't, you know, watching Stranger Things, talking about the show, you know, I guess in, in my imagination, it was like, oh, yeah, three guys who watch the show all the time and talk about it, you know, decide to put on a podcast. But your story is like, wow. That's, yeah, that's literally a, the first. Really how great it sounds. Yeah, that first episode that if you go back and listen to the very first episode of stream, uh, streaming things, that's literally the third time I've ever hung out with Chris. <laughs> that's literally the only the third time I've ever been in the same room with him. <laughs> I serendipity. Yeah, it it luck it really did luck out. Like Chris is a really great guy. He's really funny. Andy's awesome. I I love Andy to death. And so like and you know, over the years we've gotten to know each other a lot, lot better. And um they've become like some of my best friends ever. And and you know, I, I attribute that to this show. And I, I you know, the show has given us all so much and the least of which isn't just their friendship. That's incredible. Uh, so um uh, to get to the questions, um, kind of going in that direction, where do you see the podcast in the next five years? Oh, well, I want Elon Musk to buy it and then 
for $44 million and then we can take him to court to make sure he actually buys it. No. Um, Solid plan. (laughs) That's that's my retirement (laughs) plan right there. Um, So in the next five years, I could tell you what I would love to happen. Um, Yeah. Yeah. The goal is to just, I would love to be able to keep growing. Um, And it's, it's kind of hard to do just, just the nature of what we, what we cover, we cover TV shows. So it's always a guess like, okay, what's going to be popular? What can we cover? That's going to get us more fans so that we can grow. Um, Cause if we keep growing, that means we can do more things. Um, if we keep growing, that means I can hire another, like an editor who actually will, cause I would love to pass on my, um, editing responsibilities to someone else so that I can focus more on curating the show and doing a lot more sort of in-depth episodes that require a lot more work, kind of like the, um, the stranger things, D and D trivia episode. Like that was a lot of fun, but that took a lot of work to put together. And, um, just by the nature of having to edit all the shows and now we're doing like YouTube shorts and, um, you know, the basic like administrative backend stuff of, of managing the Patreon and everything. Um, I don't have a lot of time, so I would love us to be able to keep growing so that we can start paying people to actually kind of help, uh, some of this stuff so that we can focus more on the creative side of things and making the show a more fun thing to listen to and, and, and kind of breathe and become even bigger and better. Maybe we can even have like sub, like have like a, like a, a streaming things network, even where we have spinoff shows. Like maybe we do a, um, uh, a separate episode or a separate pro- podcast for like games or a separate podcast for mm. a specific style of movies or, um, and really anything when it, wherever, um, our, our faithful listeners want us to go. Uh, cause if I, if we, the dream is the dream is to just being able to make this a full-time job of just sitting around with friends and like-minded people and interacting with the discord and interacting with the listeners and making that a full-time job where I can focus everything to that. That is the ultimate goal and dream of the show. Whether we'll get there, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I feel like the, we, we, we're growing and I think we're in a good place we're, we're, we've sort of kind of our, um, our, our inertia has slowed down a bit and we've reached a really, really comfortable, um, I don't want to say plateau, but a really good comfortable spot where like, we're not hurting for anything. Um, but we're not quite growing as fast as we, we would like to, but we're not like upset about it. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. So it's, so it's just trying to figure out, you know, how do we kind of kick off that next little bit of, um, of, uh, ignition to kind of get us to that next step. That's where we're currently at. Well, we love it. We, we love it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we wish you all the best because I mean, for those of us who are the listeners, I mean, we look forward to the show, you know, we, we look forward to those episodes coming out because it, it does. It enriches our lives. It's just, it's a great way to disconnect from the, you know, all the tragedy and complexity of the world out there and just enjoy yourself for a minute. Well, so. I have, I have a question for you as, okay. as, so this is something that I've always been curious about as, as the creator putting out content to the world from your perspective, because this is something I've always been curious of. Because for a while there, we were putting out the um, 
the three episodes a week. So like Monday, Wednesday, Friday release. Yeah. Is that, is, is that too much? Like for a, like weekly. Cause I've always um, been curious, like are, are people like, Oh man, these are just too, there's too much. That's too much a week. I would prefer two episodes a week or even one a week. I've just been curious about that. I mean, not for me. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm the guy who listens to the podcast while he's commuting the work and you know, whether I listen to half of it on the way to work and then on the way home, I listen to the other half. And so for me, I just consume these so fast that, you know, having multiple episodes come out during the week is fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I've listened to other podcasts in the past where they do come out so frequently, frequently with episodes that you fall behind and you just kind of lose interest. Mm -hmm. So I can understand that is something, you know, legitimate perhaps, but I know my opinion three a week is perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's not too much at all. Yeah. You got that day between, you know, what was that? Enough of it. You know, you have those days in between, you know, to catch up. So Mm. I think it's great. Well, and you know, this, this goes to anybody that's listening. If you guys ever have any sort of feedback that you think would make the show better from your perspective, don't hesitate to reach out. We, I'm a type of person who lives off of feedback. So if something's working, let me know if something's not working. Also let me know, like, cause you know, at the end of the day, we're just trying to make something that is the most pleasurable and enjoyable for everybody that's listening. Great. All right. Well, we have additional questions. This is from the famous Enza. Enza. Enza writes, if you woke up as the only person left on earth, what would you do first? I would get some goddamn sleep. That's what I would do. (laughs) (laughs) No one to bother me. Holy shit. Are you kidding me? That sounds like a wonderful day. (laughs) Um, abilities <laughs> you know it, as as messed up as it is i probably would like i don't even know how would you find out that you were the last person on earth you just like it would probably take me a good day maybe even a couple days before i realized i was the only person on the on the planet <laughs> you know actually as i was reading it i thought the exact same thing which was you know I, for me i wake up and i go to my job really early in the morning you know, so sometimes I am the only car in the road. So I could totally see myself you know, going to work, getting into the office and sitting down and just be like, it's really quiet. Yeah, where is and everybody? Go on today for a minute and they're like, holy shit, there's no one here. <laughs> like if it happened on a weekend, holy shit, I definitely wouldn't figure out that uh, I was the only person on the planet until Monday. <laughs> <laughs> you said when to queue up on a video game. Yeah. <laughs> He's taking forever. When are they going to open everybody? these doors? Come on. <laughs> All right. Um, it ends has a little bit more to ask. And uh, next question is, what is your biggest pet peeve? Okay. So I'm sure I have a lot, but there's, there are two that come to mind. Okay. The first one and this is a pet peeve that is nobody's fault except for technology. And that is whenever I'm watching Netflix, Netflix stops when I'm watching and goes, Hey, are you still watching? 
Y- yes, mm. stop. <laughs> like we've all been watching Community, you know, in the last uh, okay. couple of weeks, right? I, I'm like in season three already now. But uh, dude, that message that are you still watching message that Netflix pops up, it waits till like maybe five minutes into the episode. So like it doesn't yeah. even do it at like an appropriate time. It's like, hey, I'm going to pull this whole show to a grinding halt just to see, are you still watching? Yes, Netflix. I told you I was still watching 20 minutes ago. Stop it. <laughs> It was funny that I, the only time I really remember seeing that message is watching community because it's such a bingeable show. <laughs> yeah. You can't just watch uh, one I, community. You got to watch at least three. So is this like your second time watching from beginning to end or I think this is my third time. Okay. So when you're watching Community, have you noticed all the little Easter egg callbacks to earlier episodes that are just like subtle in the background? Like the Beetlejuice? Or, the what now? The, 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 the Beetlejuice cameo where there's like three, there's three separate episodes where one of them just says the word Beetlejuice. And on the third time someone says Beetlejuice, there's a guy dressed up as Beetlejuice that walks in the background. It's very subtle. I've never seen that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that show is rife with that kind of stuff. Oh man, that's so much better than I even thought was thinking of. What what were you thinking of? Well, I, I was thinking of the um uh, I can't remember which season it was, but it's the one where Abed delivers a baby, but <laughs> you you only see it happen in the background. You know the one I'm talking about? I think yeah. it's like season two or something. And, you know, he's just off in the background all the time. And then, you know, you see him. There's a van <laughs> with the back open. A woman's legs played out. <laughs> yeah, and then like a couple episodes when Shirley has her baby, he's like, I know how to do it. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, I delivered a baby a couple weeks ago. And they're like, where were we? And he's like, I don't know. I was in the background. <laughs> like he literally yeah. says like I was in the background. <laughs> oh, man. That's such a... That that show, I remember when it uh, first came out and, you know, it was on regular television. I remember uh, when it first came out that, um, I don't know if it was maybe the first paintball, but that's when it was like, this show is different. Yeah. <laughs> that I- first paintball episode. Amazing. Uh, all the, you know, the callbacks to Die Hard and everything. It's just <laughs> so cool. It was like, this is someone who appreciates TV, you know, oh, yeah. movies, you know, pop culture. Yeah, I feel like after that first paintball episodes, they were, they were just kind of free to like, you know what, this is what the show is now. We're just going to be super balls to the wall meta and wild and crazy and have no basis in reality. <laughs> it, it's like a live action Simpsons. That's yeah, what that's a good way of. to put it. Yeah. You know, there, there's the cast of characters you know people in the background that you you know weave in and out of the stories but you got you know your core people yeah that's a good way to put it honestly and it's so absurd oh so yeah 100 <laughs> percent. like uh um, regional holiday musical i just, I just <laughs> love that i just watched the um it's one of the pillow fort episodes but it's the, the way the oh, episode is structured is like a civil war documentary yeah <laughs> it's just like some on pbs yeah, the entire episode is like mostly just still photos with like the Ken Burns uh, yes. photos that are moving and stuff. And, and it's just like 
someone just reads a poem like, and then there's like, and Britta Perry tried to take a photo of it, but she took a photo of her thumb instead. And like that kind of stuff. Yes. <laughs> Go watch community. Yeah. If you guys have it, it's so good. When Troy is, um, uh, you know, he's talking to all his people and he's on his laptop and it has that voice modulator on it. So it's like coming from this old timey speaker or oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh, just the little details that they put in there. <laughs> Garrett, I need to see you. My laptop's doing that thing again. <laughs> doing it again. <laughs> uh, um, right. I have one other pet peeve though. Oh, and okay. I, and, and this is, this is what people, this is something people do. And if you're listening, I hope you don't do this. And if you do, maybe I, you reflect on yourself, right? Mm. <laughs> and that is if you're driving and you need to merge lanes, turn on your turn signal, just turn on your turn signal, please. It's a safety hazard. <laughs> if you don't, and I don't know, that's like such a small thing where someone's just, swapping lanes in the road and they're not using their turn signal. It's like, come on, it's the easiest thing to do. And it's, you're, it's just, you're just making things that's a little less safe for people. But yeah, that's my second now, pet peeve. Is it acceptable, acceptable to begin the turn and then throw in the blinker, you know, I allow you heard, it. You got to do it in advance. I would prefer it done in advance, but if you, like, I, I understand maybe you start turning and then halfway through like, Oh shit. And then you turn it on, you know, that it, that at least says that you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I ask that because I'm the guy who I have my hand on the wheel, and I just rely on my hand bumping it as it as I'm turning oh. to lift it up. <laughs> so it, <laughs> it, it's you know I, I should do it in advance. <laughs> Not very considerate. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. And now a word from our sponsor. And this week, it's Wondry. Go deeper into the canals of Numenor, the mines of Khazad-dûm, and more with the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast. Host Felicia Day. Felicia Other, Day. Yeah, otherwise known as Nerd Royalty. The queen herself. She's from Critical Role. She was in the Guild. Yeah. She was in the Magicians. Doc Supernatural. Dr. Horrible Singalong. Mm -hmm. Dr. Horrible Singalong. Deep cut for only the coolest of cools. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's the host, but also has special guests to provide an inside look at the groundbreaking series and what it took to bring Middle-earth to life. Each episode is a recipe for strong gravy. That's what Deesa would say. She absolutely would. And features exclusive interviews with the series showrunners, J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay, including Dude. the very first full breakdown of the incredible season finale. Felicia also goes behind the scenes mm. with the cast and crew to bring you jaw-dropping stories and Easter eggs you won't want to miss. We're talking Mithril. We're talking Elven lore, Valinor, maybe Numenorian. We don't know how deep they go. Hopefully not too deep. But you can listen listen to it greedily. Yeah, all right. Please don't delve too deep. So rattle your dags, quick sticks, go <laughs> subscribe to that RSS feed. Do Ab it now. Absolutely. Watch the Rings of Power on Prime Video and listen to all eight episodes of the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast for free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app now. All right. Um let's go down to Molly May. Molly May. Molly May. Molly May. So if you could live anywhere, where would you choose and why? If I could live anywhere, uh, probably New Zealand, probably. <laughs> New Zealand. Um, That's a good, I mean, I've never been, but 
I've seen the movies. They're right. <laughs> Amazing. I've never been either, but it, the, it looks like a beautiful place. Um, all New Zealand people that I've interacted with or have like watched on TV, they all seem like lovely folk. Um, they have a really kick-ass prime minister. Um, and it just seems like a really, I don't know, seems like a place that I would actually be able to relax in and enjoy. I can totally see that. I can totally see that. And yeah, the people are, I mean, I've met one or two people from New Zealand and yeah, super nice people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they have amazing accents. I love the New Zealand accent. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> I won't even try it. <laughs> hey, man, we're going to start a revolution. <laughs> I know. I, I always think of... Uh, this is Korg um, from Thor. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Rise Davies. Oh, John... Um, no, Reese um, Darby? The, um, the manager from Flight of the Concords. Yeah, Reese Darby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That, that's a voice I always go to when I think of New Zealand accent. Murray, present. <laughs> oh, you come on, guys. You think I'm king of the dicks? You make me look at like a bunch of jailhouse turkeys. I love him. He's like, whenever, when he was in Jumanji, I, 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 scre I squealed oh, like a, yeah. like a child. I was like, it's Reese. <laughs> I know he's not enough stuff. No, he's really not, but he's so funny. Very funny. I'm going to get some more of these questions here. Um, so Molly May has another question, which is, do you have any phobias? Do I have any phobias? I do. Um, I've talked on the show about my phobia of aliens. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. The a little alien, old child alien that waddled into the room. Yeah. Like, <laughs> specifically little gray aliens. Yeah. Just the, the idea of, um, little naked gray people stealing you and then doing experiments on you. That just freaks me the hell out. I don't quite know why, but it does. That's my, that's my biggest phobia. Um, I also, I have a weird, I, I talked about this in the burbs episode too. Wow. I just, I talked about, I have a weird phobia about being on roofs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not scared of heights, but like, yeah. cause, cause I've gone skydiving before, like heights don't bother me, but the idea of being on a roof for some reason, it just the way it's angled. And I feel like my feet are going to slip and I'm just going to roll off of it and fall and hurt myself. Um, I don't know. Something about that <laughs> makes me nervous. <laughs> All right. Um, to go back to the alien phobia, do you believe in aliens? I want to not to believe. <laughs> uh, I kind of, it, it, my, my, my rational mind says the idea that we have of aliens. No, I don't believe in that per se. Mm. Um, but I think it is foolish to not believe that there's something else out there in the grand infinite nothingness that's out there, right? There has to be something, whether that's like a, like a dumb little, you know, uh, single celled organism or something, or just, uh, some creatures that aren't, that aren't like, uh, space flight worthy or anything like that. That has to be happening, right? I feel like that's gotta be happening somewhere. Cause how existentially horrifying is it? Would it be if we were literally the only, <laughs> things in the 100%. whole universe that in itself is like even more scary to me than not being alone. Right. It'd be an awful waste of space. 
It would be such a waste of space. Come on. We got to put a Chipotle somewhere. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, when those, uh, that New York times footage where it's like the Navy pilot, you know, have you seen those? Maybe. Uh, is it the recently released UFO footage that they declassified? Yeah. yeah, It's like within the past five years or so, uh, all those footage. When I saw those, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. There's, <laughs> some, there's something going on. Like for sure. There's <laughs> like, but like, I, I, I don't know. Like, um, I did see a really interesting theory. I, uh, I don't know. Like this is probably even more crazy. I just thought it was like a really interesting thought experiment of like the idea of a UFO is actually a creature like some sort of being that is trans that is passing through our reality in a very small space. So oh, like crazy. it looks it to us, it looks like a disc, but really it's just part of an arm that's going through our reality. So you only see that arm as like the disc. Cause that's the part of the arm currently in our reality. Um, and I think that's a really wild theory. It's, I don't think that's real, but it's just like, Oh, that's a creative way to think of UFOs and never would have thought about that. Yeah, that is really bizarre. Interesting. Huh. Well, the jury's still out, right? <laughs> it's still out. Uh, <laughs> if they want to do experiments, do that on someone else. Don't do it on me, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually, um, you know, when you're out in the middle of nowhere, you know, you get that creepy feeling, you know, when it's dark mm. and all the stars out there, you're like, you know, it's almost like looking in the ocean, you know, it's just, full oh, of monsters yeah. in there you know it's just the unknown it's so crazy i mean it probably is all tied back to jaws you know freaking everybody out about the water mm-hmm. just anytime you see the big open that expanse scares the jesus out of me yeah i you're right like being in like the deep ocean i don't know i've never been in this position so i don't know how i would react to it but i don't even know if i would be able to swim in like the deep ocean just because there's just what what's what's all down there you know <laughs> there's, yeah. there's monsters down there here be monsters yeah. um so, it's weird how um so isn't there like a stat where the like the stars of the universe is better mapped than the ocean floor yeah i've heard that yeah, yeah. like that yeah. that is wild yeah yeah i mean you know we're surrounded by all this amazing um, uh, just the, it's just all the things that are out there in, uh, the expanse of life that, you know, when you pay attention to it, it makes you feel really small and really scared, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's looking up at the sky and seeing all the stars yeah. and, you know, the actual reality of what all that really is, you know, hits you, you know, I definitely get that same feeling when you're looking at the ocean, you know, it's just all that unknown and you know we think we're so smart and we got all these things and we're all protected <laughs> and we're not <laughs> nope and, uh, and yeah every couple of years there's always like hey did you know that an asteroid almost took out life on earth last yeah. year and it's like what, 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 what why was i not let known why did i know that <laughs> well, um they recently um was a nasa successfully hit an asteroid oh yeah i heard about that yeah Target and hit it, and I—I mean, I don't know if it did anything necessarily. I think, but I think the fact that we can hit something 
you know, hit an asteroid with a projectile. Maybe yeah. Yeah. I, I read that the, the scientists that did the experiment said that it, it overachieved their expectations. So that's a good signal if they're like, yeah, it did better than we thought. Well, we're great. Or they, or they could just be bullshitting us, like <laughs> didn't do anything. But the hey. big one. Meanwhile, the big one's coming. <laughs> yeah, the bits. Don't look up. <laughs> Our one shot. We blew it. We hit the wrong asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd watch it. All right. Um, so there's a question written by Gene Possible. Gene Possible. Gene Possible writes, which famous director would you like to meet and why? Which famous director would I like to meet? Um, well, I think I'd like, I mean, I'd love to meet Taika Waititi just because he seems like a real fun dude to be around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I would love to meet Wes Anderson. Um, yeah. Just, I, I, I don't know something about him specifically. I would love to pick his brain. Um, a lot, like a lot of his movies. Vision. What do you say? You what, know, what was that? He's got such strong vision. Yeah. His, uh, movies, you know? Yeah. Like you immediately know this is a Wes Anderson movie when you watch it and when you watch other movies that are like it, you're like, ah, they're pulling from Wes Anderson. <laughs> Did you, did you ever see that uh, SNL skit that was like a horror movie if filmed by Wes Anderson? No. Oh, it's really good because it's just like a lot of people just dead panning like, oh no, there's a murderer. And then <laughs> Alec Baldwin's like narrating like the murderer went around the side of the house to kill them all. Um, it's it's a good skit worth looking up. But uh, yeah, uh, I, those two are the ones coming to mind. I mean, I wouldn't mind meeting like a Steven Spielberg or a George Lucas, just to mainly just to shake their hand and thank them for the influence they've had in my life. Um, and all the good, the good things they've given me with what they've created. Uh, but yeah, those four, let's have a dinner party. We'll have four of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you got the podcast now just to ring up their people and say, Hey, you know, Steve available. We'd like to talk to him a little bit. <laughs> Stevie, you know, what's up? <laughs> So Steven Spielberg, if you're listening, uh, streaming things. Yeah, he might be. <laughs> that would be really <laughs> Steven, Steven Spielberg, you know, he's listening to streaming things. and <laughs> Steven Spielberg only yeah. listens to he's streaming things. On, uh, Discord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's been a patron this whole time. Uh, um, so... Here's another, this is a deep one though. Uh, how many weenie dogs is too many? <sighs> Did Gene possible ask this? <laughs> yeah, these are Gene possible. <laughs> well, you know, I'm finally glad someone is asking the questions that really matter. Um, how many weenies are too much to have? I would say if finan if financially, if there was no burden on finances at yeah. all, you can't no have too, you can't you can't have too many you can't have too many wiener dogs they're the best I love them uh, would they flock together you know if you had a big open field you know oh, like, yeah. instead of sheep it'd be a bunch of wiener dogs just be the it'd be the loudest field in the world like you could hear that field for miles away just reaps and barks and <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a Harry Potter related question. What is your Patronus? 
Oh, what is my Patronus? So that's a good question. I feel like my Patronus, if it wasn't a wiener dog, it would probably be like um, a Domino's dessert Oreo pizza. <laughs> it's probably it's one of those two. It's either a wiener dog or a Domino's dessert Oreo pizza. That would be, I mean, you know, a disc flying through the air, you know? Yeah, possibly. A delicious disc. <laughs> it would stop anyone in their tracks. They'd be like, is that a Domino's disorder or a pizza? Oh my God. Let's halt this wizarding duel and pig out. The Dementors would be all on it. <laughs> they would. They love that shit. <laughs> totally distracted. <laughs> um, all right, let's get some more questions. Uh, from Andy, if from you Andy, our Andy, I believe so. Ooh, the Andy, capital A. Um, <laughs> if you could rewatch a movie for the first time, what would it be and why? Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. Um, you know, um, this might be weird to say, but I think I would watch the star Wars, the force awakens for the first time again. Um, because when I went to the theater to see star Wars, the force awakens, that was such an enjoyable experience for me. Um, I was grinning from ear to ear the whole time. I was openly crying through a lot of it just because I was so happy. And then there's a, there's something that happens in the movie that's genuinely sad as well. Um, uh, and with and unfortunately, like the years since that movie's come out, I mean, I love The Last Jedi, but like I really did not like Rise of Skywalker, and that kind of put a whole mm -hmm. kind of kind of a uh, like a like a stink on the sequel trilogy, which is super unfortunate because leaving that theater back in what was that twenty seventeen when that came out twenty fifteen. What's a blur? Somewhere around then, leaving the theater after seeing Force Awakens for the first time, I was so ecstatic about the future of star Wars at that time. I was like, this is yes, this is what I want star Wars to be. We're kind of leaving the, the prequels behind us and we're getting back to the roots and I'm so excited to see what else is coming. And so if I could like go back and watch that again without knowing what's going to happen, uh, yeah. I, I would, I would do that again. I had, yeah, that that's my answer. That's cool. Um, Andy has a game for you. Fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> and your choices are Hagrid, Voldemort, Aragog, the spider. Ooh. Okay. Mm. <laughs> okay. So I feel like the, 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 the quote unquote correct answer is you fuck Voldemort. You marry Hagrid and you kill Aragog the spider. But I think the enlightened option is that you fuck Hagrid, kill Voldemort and marry Aragog the spider because Aragog the spider is a proven family man. 
And <laughs> if you, if you want someone who's going to take care of all those kids, it's a lot of mouths to feed. They're doing something in the forbidden forest to like provide for that family. You know, you, you go with that, that, I mean, that is a, that is a healthy family life right there. Uh, I mean, I love Hagrid. He's a you know more cushion for the pushing. So yeah, have have your one night stand with that big tall giant. You're gonna have a great time. And Voldemort's evil, so fucking kill him, kill him. He's 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 wizard Hitler. Get rid of him. <laughs> I mean, in Aragog, he even says he doesn't have any control over all those kids. So he needs someone yeah. to be the disciplinarian. Yeah, he needs yeah. someone with a stronger hand. It's pure pragmatism. <laughs> Everyone wins in this situation. <laughs> Everybody wins. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great right. question. Uh, okay, so another question from Andy is, what's the most disappointed you've ever been with a movie? So you saw the movie and you're like, Ugh, so disappointed. Wow. Um, hmm. I'm going to have to think think about that one i was most recently disappointed with um black panther but i wouldn't say that's not my like black panther 2 but i wouldn't say that's my most like disappointed thing i've ever been but, but for whatever reason that's what's coming to mind um what about uh, while i think ghost do you have one while i think you know uh, it's funny i didn't think i did but i do um and i wouldn't i don't know if this is necessarily my most disappointed i've ever been but I just recently watched See How They Run. And oh. I was really looking forward to it. And when I watched it, yeah, I was a little disappointed. Oh, and really? I, I, have you seen it? No, but I, I, I really wanted to. I, I was thinking of maybe well, seeing it in the next week or so. I want to watch it again. So I'm not going to say don't watch it because it's bad. It's not a bad movie at all. Um, I, I think, you know... Sam Rockwell being in it, you know, he's great in everything that he does. At least all I can movies I could think of him being in, he's been great. And um, yeah, just when I was watching it, for some reason, it didn't necessarily gel with me. I don't know necessarily how to put it, other than you know, I was watching it and I was expecting a certain type of movie. And it was that, but it was a little bit different from my expectations still. So it felt jarring in that respect. That makes I, sense. I don't know. I often go into movies with pre-expectations of what it's going to be. And when it's not like that, it just distracts you from the actual movie. Yeah. So maybe that's in the scenario. But yeah, currently I'm a little disappointed in it. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Well, I'll, eventually I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. And once I do, I'll, I'll message in. We can, we can compare notes. You're wrong this movie was amazing <laughs> ghost you suck <laughs> 10 out of 10 that movie's my oscar winner of the year baby <laughs> exactly <laughs> wins all these awards best acting best screenplay <laughs> um in terms of my most disappointed, this might be kind of a, some people might think this is a left field answer, but if we travel back in time to the year, I think it was 2009, I think it was around that area. Uh, so growing up, one of my favorite cartoons was Transformers. And so I love the cartoon. I was super into like Optimus Prime and Megatron and Starscream and all that stuff. And so when Michael Bay made the first Transformers movie, I think in 2007, uh, I actually enjoy that movie for what it is. Like it's not, you know, 
high art cinema, right? But if you go wanting just like to f- watch robots punch each other, it's pretty cool. Um, it's a good time. Yeah, it's a real good time. And, it, and it, I thought it was a pretty good foundation. And so like I was excited for sequels at that point. So, you know, fast forward to 2009, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen is coming out and I'm watching the trailers for that. Like, Oh, star screams or uh, uh, Soundwave is going to be in this and ravage is going to be in it. And wow, it looks super cool. I can't wait. There's a there's jet fires in it. Hell yeah. I love jet fire. And so at the time I worked at the movie theater and that was when we still had 35 millimeter prints back then of the movie. So they would bring you the prints and it would be locked and they wouldn't send you the combination for the lock until like the day before so that you can build it and screen it and make sure it runs okay. But what we would do, the trade <laughs> secret was you would get the cans and then you would take a flathead screwdriver and bend the metal and open it up and you don't need the codes. <laughs> so we would do that all the time. But there was a particular manager that worked at the theater that was not a fan of this practice. And on the day those came in, you know, the I wasn't a projectionist yet, but the the projectionist at the time was like, hey, we're going to screen Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, But um, we're going to we'll name her uh, uh, Gail. That's not her real name. But Gail's here. uh, and We can't do it yet. Uh, we have to wait till Gail leaves. Like, okay, cool. So we were all kind of like on standby waiting for Gail to leave the theater. <laughs> uh, cause we were all so excited to watch Transformers Revenge of the Fallen and get for, for whatever reason, I think something was going wrong at work or whatnot, but Gail didn't leave the theater until 3 a.m. Freaking so, Gail? <laughs> wasn't her fault. Like, I'm not blaming her, but like, we were all kind of like, like there's a Walmart nearby. So we're all just sitting in the Walmart. Like what the fuck is going on? It's almost three in the morning. <laughs> Are we going to watch this movie? So we didn't start watching revenge of the fall until like three 30 close to 4 AM. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's a transformers movie. So those movies are unnecessarily long. <laughs> so by the time the movie was over, the sun's out and we're all tired as hell. And we were all mad because the that movie's garbage. <laughs> it's not good at all. <laughs> yeah. So we were just like extra mags. We stayed up for it and it sucked. And like, that's the most like, ah, uh, that's the first time I ever thinking like, okay, maybe this movie franchise isn't going anywhere. Good. Uh, and I was right. <laughs> a huge mistake. Yeah. 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 Um, so follow up with that alternatively, what's the most amazing movie that came out of nowhere this year? Oh, okay. Amazingly, what's the most amazing movie that came out of nowhere this year? Uh, uh Prey for me. It was Prey. Right. Um, just because I, I knew they were making Prey. Like I knew they were making the concept of it was being made, but I didn't realize it was coming out this year. And then they were like, oh, and it's on Hulu. Like, oh. Oh, weird. Why? That's interesting. I, it must not be good if they just put it out on Hulu and then you watch it and it's, it's amazing. It's such a good movie. It's like in my top five movies so far this year. I love, I love Prey so much. I haven't seen it. And I, and I like Predator movies. I don't know why. I just oh, seen it. you, 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 you'd love it. it. It's, it's like a really good, uh, return to form. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because I remember watching the trailer and being like, this is going to be so good. And I never watched it. <laughs> do, you, do you have Hulu? Uh, 
My wife has it on her laptop, so I could totally watch it. Oh, but it's on her laptop. It's only on her laptop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Don't have it on. Our our streaming services are just like scattered throughout the house on different devices. Oh, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I actually no. It's it's either on my wife's computer or uh, you know I have it on the the TV, but. Well, whenever you have like a quiet night in and it's just you light some candles and watch pray. pray. <laughs> hey honey, I'm thinking of us. <laughs> Join me for this lovely movie. Yeah. It's about, right. it's about a girl funny. trying to find a man. That, <laughs> that man happens to be a eight foot tall alien monster, but Hey, a heartwarming tale. Yeah. <laughs> Two people from different universes in search of each other. <laughs> he literally traveled across the galaxy to find her. It's adorable. He wants her heart, literally. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold okay. on, hold on. Oh, nope. There we go. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, we're moving on to questions from Phil. Phil. If you had to make a musical about any historical event, what would you like to see most? Mm, historical event. Okay. So it's got to be a historical event. It's got to be able to conjure up some really good songs from it. Um, Cause immediately when you think of like a historical musical, I feel like you either think of Hamilton or you think of like Les Mis. Um, yeah. Les Mis was I. That's exactly what I was thinking of. I kind of want to do like a, like it would be kind of funny if it was if you did like a a Cold War musical. But, <laughs> <laughs> because it's just the subject naturally lends itself to songs. Yeah, and it's about people who maybe maybe we could get along if we can just peer over that iron curtain and see the other side and see what they're they're just like us. Um, but you you can do like super funny, like very Russian sounding songs, or hey, you're gonna have the Caribbean sounding song whenever you get to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Um, I, I feel, I feel like there's legs to this. I, f- I feel like this is a million dollar idea. Uh, a cold war musical. What, what, uh, do you have any ideas on that ghost? <laughs> Nothing comes to mind. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, all those, all those historical musicals seem how linked to tragedy. True. Yeah. And there's just so much. I mean, you know, the plague, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of good songs that could be sung about, you know, the plague about, you know, stay away from that rat. You know, that's, a, that's a good one. Stay away from that rat. It's bad. <laughs> They're out you dead. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the, that's the hit number right there is throughout your dead. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, can't think of anything else without plagiarizing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. What movie is critically acclaimed that you personally do not understand the acclaim for? Hmm. So a movie that people think is great. 
I feel like there was a lot in the nineties. So like in the nineties, there was always like English patient. Mm, yeah. You know, won awards and you're like, who watched that? Yeah. Or like shake didn't Shakespeare in love beat like saving private Ryan for best picture that year. And it was right. like, well, who, yeah. why, why did that win? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying <laughs> Shakespeare in love is a bad so movie, but I mean, <laughs> Oh, that's right. Oh. Uh, wow. I'm trying to think of, um, something that like, I mean, I, I, I feel like I would disagree with like a green book, but I never saw a green book. Cause I was just like, I, that movie doesn't interest me at all. Mm. Um, there's very few movies that get critical acclaim that I, I don't see the value in them. I can see, I can, I can be like, Oh, that movie's not for me, but I see its right. value. I see why it's resonating with people. Um, I, 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 I was very upset the year. I think it was the year that the Oscars um, made the best picture category uh, 10 films. And mm. I think the year they did that was the year that like, like the blind side and avatar were nominated for best picture. <laughs> and, and I remember being so mad at that. Like, why are these movies even close to that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> distinction? Yeah. Um, Cause you know, spoiler alert, I really dislike the blind side and I'm not super crazy about avatar. <laughs> Um, but I, but I, I guess that, I mean, I, I can't think of anything better than that at the moment. Okay. Um, let's see here. Oh, here's a good one. What is your favorite episode from the podcast? Oh, streaming like thing. streaming things. Oh, you, you um, should listen to it. It's pretty good. <laughs> should I subscribe? Should I subscribe and download? <laughs> Uh, what if I said it was this one right here? Cause I got to talk with ghost. You'd be a liar. <laughs> but, I am enjoying this episode but, though. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> the one I'm most proud of, I think is the, is the stranger things D and D trivia. Um, just cause I put a lot of work into that. And I think it really did come out a lot. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and I mean just the music section alone and watching Andy and Chris struggle <laughs> is worth the price of admission. <laughs> That was one of those episodes where I'm screaming in my car. <laughs> the, Just say the answer. The, the, the answer specifically when it, what was it? It was, um, it was Cindy Lauper. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a Cindy Lauper song. And, and Chris is like, it's not a guy. It's not a girl. It's the guy we should, we need to find a name for the guy. I'm like, Oh my Jesus fucking Christ. It's Cindy goddamn Lauper. <laughs> See, I, I love those episodes. Um, I made me think of the president's day one. Uh, the second president's day one. Was that the, the I, was that the jeopardy one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> there was questions where, where you're like, I purposely put this in because I knew you'd get it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't didn't. Get it. <laughs> it was the day question. <laughs> it was like, it's Dave. I know it's Dave. Yeah. I was like, I listened to that episode months ago and I still know it's Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Those are so fun. Like I, and again, like I would love to be able to pass off editing so I can do more shit like that. Cause I, sure. it tickles me. Um, like we were, we were thinking of doing a hot D D and D 
trivia podcast for a while, but like I never, like I got super busy at my real job in October and like just never had time to, cause I, I had, I literally had a segment called like Raymond, Damon, Amon or Aegon. Like, <laughs> like, I'm reading the book. Oh, fire one. Yeah. Because it's funny is uh, whenever I see the names, it's like, I hear your guys' voices pronouncing it. <laughs> <laughs> because I have no other context for it, you know, but we might, we might even be wrong, especially on some of those names that have not appeared in the show yet. Well, it's just like Hermione, you know, everyone said Hermione, Hermione. Hermione. we said Hermione at one point, Hermione. <laughs> Hermione, and that was after the Goblet of Fire where they, where it spelled out like Victor Crumb saying it and we still got it wrong. <laughs> I mean, that just proves to show that or uh it just proves that it like the the, the english language is hard sometimes it's <laughs> it's totally. a it's a silly thing um another episode that i'm, I'm really i really enjoy like i actually because i don't really go back and listen to our episodes after i edit it um right. i kind of put it out and then i never listen to it again uh, but one i have gone back is the specifically the fellowship of the rings um yeah. deep dive uh <laughs> Cause I don't know if you get like listening to it. I don't know if you pick up, like we were having such a ball just goofing off and doing all the weird voices and the Kellibor, like, well, tell me where is Gandalf? Like, <laughs> you know, it's funny. every time I hear that, um, there's that, uh, that office episode when, uh, Michael has just watched the devil wears Prada. <laughs> You know the one I'm talking about? I think so. Armani, get me Armani. So that's when I hear you guys do that color I I just picture Michael Scott saying, get Armani on the phone. (laughs) It's that same energy, really. (laughs) Where's Gandalf? I'd like to speak to him. I would very much like to speak with him. I mean, there is so much, uh, so much of that that got edited out because it, <laughs> it would just oh, we bet. would we would crash everything to it. Like the whole show would come to a, a screeching halt because it would just be like, let's do this for twenty minutes. <laughs> it's such a freaking long movie. So much material. Uh, it is, yeah. It's, it's a it's a it's a wealth of good shit. Uh, right. but let's uh, let's do. Let's do one more question before we, and then we'll, we'll wrap things up here. That sounds good. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. If you could tell your past self to watch one movie, what would it be? Hmm. That's an interesting question. If I could tell my past self to watch what movie? Um, man. Now, is it a movie? that you yourself haven't seen and don't want to see, but everyone tells you to see it. So you tell your past self, watch this movie. (laughs) So I get around it. Like, yeah, I have seen it. I told my past self I done did it. Um, (laughs) wow. Uh, okay. Okay. What is a movie that everyone's always telling me I need to watch, but I never have watched it. Oh, wow. Um, this is strangely hard. Uh, it actually is. I, I, I 
I can't even like, like I, I know there are movies that people are like, you haven't seen this. How dare you? We cannot be friends. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm blanking as to what, what, what that could be. Um, what movie did you hold off forever watching? And then when you finally watch, you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe I never watched this. Uh, well in that case, it's not so much a movie. It's more, um, a TV show. Um, cause I held off on, I held off on watching Star Trek for so long yeah. and, um, I just, this past year I started watching all the Star Treks and I, I've been kind of, I, the whole time I'm like, why didn't I ever watch this? I, I love this. This is, this is so up my alley. I don't know why I denied myself the pleasure of Captain Picard saying, make it so like, <laughs> give me all of that, please. Yes. Yeah, and thank you. Number one, number one. Just, and then like oh it's a new episode what weird fucking thing is data gonna do can't wait to find out <laughs> oh man um you know i i i never i was really like movie wise i was really late getting to uh like the godfather like the godfather trilogy i didn't watch those till i was in my mid-20s like I got, mm-hmm. I was really late to that party and those are, those are wonderful movies. Um, but yeah, I'm really blanking on like what, what, what's a movie I haven't seen that I can force my younger self to watch. Maybe like, uh, Oh, okay. Someone might yell at me. This movie's come up a couple times this week. I've never seen Caddyshack. Um, really? yeah, I've never watched it. Never have seen it. Um, you know, that's one of those eighties movies. When you watch it, you're like, holy crap, this would never get made. <laughs> I think that's most eighties <laughs> comedies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> you're like, I watched this as a kid. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Like there are so many movies from the eighties that like, you know, I remember growing up watching and loving, and then you watch them as an adult. And like, how did I, why was I allowed? How did this well, happen? <laughs> I I have kids, right? I do that. I have all these movies that I have fond memories of watching as a kid. And then I started up and I'm like, okay guys, we're not watching this anymore. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Like this is so inappropriate. This was PG. Yeah. All the good old days where the PG rating meant a whole lot of stuff. (laughs) Well, listen, Jaws PG. Yeah. Jaws is PG. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what they were doing. No, no. Well, I think, I think we talked Parental about guidance suggested. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, it was Indiana Jones and temple of doom that came out and had a PG rating. And so many people were mad because, you know, there's some oh yeah scary stuff that happens yeah. in that movie for yeah. kids. And so like Steven Spielberg was like, Hey, uh, MPAA, we need to have another rating. Not that that's between PG and R. Um, because, you know, and, and he's a hundred percent right. Like <laughs> uh, you could watch some PG movies from the eighties and it could mean so much. Like it could be a little, uh, it could be land before time or it could be fucking die hard. I don't know. It could, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> die hard PG. <laughs> yippee ki other buckets. Yeah, it was funny. I, um, when my, when, uh, team America world police came out, nah. my, <laughs> My wife and I went to the theater and we're, we're sitting on our seats 
And then this old lady walks in with her granddaughter. Oh, her granddaughter, no. Like nine, so they sit behind oh, us. Oh, no. And I mean, I know what we're getting into. My wife didn't know what we were getting into, but I knew what we were getting into. And it was making me really uncomfortable. Like, should I say something to them? You know, I, I did it. So the movie starts. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I think they lasted to the, um, I, I think they walked away right at the vomit scene. <laughs> wow, they right made it pretty far. From that to the sex scene. They made it that far. Wow. I figured they would have left the moment America fuck yeah started playing. <laughs> no, no, no. They sat through it. Wow. Yeah. Man, that is that is something that I really truly enjoy as an outsider. Like I don't I don't envy the people who you know in this that situation, but as an outsider, it's always fun to be sitting in a rated R theater and then people who don't know what they're getting into show up and it's like, oh, oh no. You poor yeah, souls. <laughs> My, uh, I was 14 or 15. My grandpa took me to Pulp Fiction and <laughs> nice. we're sitting there and the whole time I'm afraid to laugh because <laughs> like, everything is so inappropriate. And then afterwards, I'm talking to my grandpa, he's like, uh, that was a little inappropriate to take you to, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, but it was pretty funny though, wasn't it? <laughs> I was like, oh, I could have been laughing this whole time. Oh, your grandpa sounds cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> there was, I, I remember um, when I first started uh, working at the movie theater when I was sixteen. Um, I I was introduced to the I was introduced to a lot of phenomenons in, regarding movie theaters that year. Um, but one of which was it never occurred to me, like if a movie was rated R, it would never occur to me that the parents would be like, Hey kids, let's go. And the kids, the kids wouldn't want to go, but the parents are like, no kids, we mom and dad really want to watch hostile. And (laughs) we are taking you hostage to watch hostile. And I I remember there was, there was this couple, they, they were coming to see hostile specifically and they had like two little girls. One girl was maybe three. The other one was like maybe six or seven, really, really young. And I specifically remember like, cause I would add, I worked at the concession stand and I would ask them like, you know, what movie are you seeing? And they said, Oh, we're seeing hostile. And I specifically like looked at their kids and looked at them. I'm like, Hey, just so you know, that's kind of, uh, that's really gory. And gross. They're like, yeah, we can't wait. <laughs> like, okay. And so they go into the movie and the, the theater is like in direct line of sight from the concession stand. So I can see the theater that they go to. And within maybe like 15 minutes of that movie starting, those two poor girls left the auditorium and then sat on a bench outside the movie theater for the entire movie. And they just kind of sat there by themselves. And I remember my heart breaking, like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> Why would hor- you do that? <laughs> that is horrifying. Yeah. And it happens way more often than you think. Cause you know, I totally expect you little kids like tricking their parents into going to see a rated R movie. Right. Like that. I get that, yeah. but man, bringing your poor little kids to a, a movie like that and just not being empathetic towards their thoughts about the matter. And it was also like a 1030 at night show. So they were there real late. It was weird. The parents of the year right there. Get CPS on the phone. 
100%. Well, um, I think that kind of about wraps it up uh, for this episode. Uh, I want to I want to thank you, Ghost, for taking time out of your day on such short notice to come on here and help facilitate some of these questions. It's been a pleasure working with you on this. Oh, my pleasure, Steve. Thank you for asking. This was, uh, I don't know, you know, I am the type of person that kind of jumps into things before really thinking it through. (laughs) (laughs) How far did we get into the episode before you were like, I immediately regret doing this? No, no, no. There was never (laughs) regret. It was only like uh, leading up to it, the nerves and the, I don't have anything to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did great. You did great. Uh, Thank you. Was this your first time on like a podcast? It is my first time on a podcast. Oh, wow. We have a special connection now. We have a special connection now. I was your first podcast groupie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, thanks. um, when, When I, you know, received my award for, you know, best, uh, find uh, someone to jump on a guest at a minute's notice, you know, whatever the award that is, I'll make sure to thank you, you know, God above my parents, you know, all the, <laughs> all, all the elementary school teachers that, you know, helped me through things. And it really took a village. It, it, it really did. You know, <laughs> village. Well, <laughs> anyway well you were awesome thank you so much um thank you listener for tuning in and I, again i'm so sorry that uh life kind of threw us a curveball and we weren't able to to do the harry potter episode today but that is coming soon as soon as chris gets better and Annie fixes his pipes uh we'll get back together and we'll do that if you would like to become a patron member and join the discord where ghost helps moderate uh you can go to um patreon.com slash streaming things where we have a variety of tiers. You can also uh, support the show. If you don't have money, that's totally cool. Support us by just going and rating and reviewing the show uh, wherever you get your podcasts on iTunes or Spotify or wherever it is. Uh, and then you can always email us. Uh, our email is streaming thing pod at streaming things pod at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email there if you would like to interact with the show. But uh, that is it for streaming things today. Uh, thanks once again to to ghost and uh uh happy streaming everybody happy thanksgiving enjoy the weekend here's all the new patrons that we got in november new 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 in the try before you deny man uh, category we have emmy thank you emmy new to marty b's vip section we have carl DiMartino and sean kerrigan oh we know where the party happens in the vip section mm-hmm. and the chocolate pudding producers we have laura hardwick adam jett jane mcmillan katie alexandra cordova good luck silja hiljet scotchim 
I'm Nailed it. very sorry. I, that's obviously uh, Icelandic, maybe? Maybe. Or Norwegian, maybe? Maybe. Anyway, sorry for butchering that, but I tried really hard. I think it's ruder to not try. That's my yeah, opinion. Yeah, try before you deny. Yes, right. Try before you deny. What if Sioji Hanjit's kitchen is a little girl, man? <laughs> <laughs> Cheyenne Bragg, Aaron Carr, Christy Ellens, Aaron, Toby Sands, Keenan Chu, Victor Weaver, Tina Gomez, SJ Dog 21, Kaylin Swift, Sharon Linden, Josh Seidel, Zoe Schubert, Andrew Diaz, Jada Haley, Nick and Aaron B. Thank you, Nick and Aaron B. And everyone else you said. I don't know why I specifically said their name. Mm-hmm. And in the Friends Don't Lie producers, we have Megan Stolarski, April Palmore Sullivan. Thank you so much at Friends Don't Lie. And we've got some people who upgraded what? newest to the Try Before You Deny producers is Jeanette Murphy. Hey. And recently joining Marty's B. And recently joining Marty B's VIP section is Jacob Schlier and Trisha Bueller. This section is open to all. Bueller. 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 Trisha Bueller. I'm sure I've she's never heard that never joke. Never at all. No, never. There's no way in hell. <laughs> she's she's, heard, no one's ever been that clever. Now she's going to hear it four times this month at least. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to everybody. Woo! Woo!